The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. You know, it's only been about like five days or so, but it is oh so good to be back. And it's been longer. It's been a full week since we've had the Talking Cowboys crew back together again. Hey. How about that? Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans. We're all back and we're ready. We're Let's well go. rested. We're ready let's for the rest go. of the season. Exactly. Yeah, let's go. It's not even a say it with your chest Friday yet. It's a say it with your chest Monday again here it's, on Talking It's back Cowboys. in the trust tree. I miss you guys. Back in the trust tree. I missed you guys. I missed you guys so Aww. much. Imagine, oh my God. imagine that. Uh, Rob and Isaiah, or excuse me, Rob and Heckmer are the ones that said we miss people, and then Isaiah's just sitting there smiling. He, he didn't miss any of the smoke. <laughs> I did miss you guys, man. I miss you guys. It's, it's been too long. You know, it's been too long. It's kind of like, you know, like we used to go on dates all the time. And now we're just, you know, now we had a little hiatus and now we're back, you know. And so it feels kind of good to be back with the crew. Yeah, it's been a whole, what, six days? I mean, yeah. that's like a, yeah, that's like a middle school thing. Like, no, you get off the phone. No, you get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's, that's how you feel. That's kind of what it felt like whenever we popped back on the, the call today. And we were like, goodness gracious, this, this feels good. Like, it just feels right. And we're ready to roll for another week of Talking Cowboys. And that's the fun thing is we're back for the rest of the year this way. Nope. No more switch-ups. It was mm. definitely fun. We had Nate Newton and Nick Eatman specifically on this show. And then, of course, our guys were outside. <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing at, Heckma? Was there something that happened on that show? <laughs> now, now, here's the thing. You are used to me and Isaiah getting into it. Yeah. And you had you didn't you were not ready. You were I could tell the look on your face, Kyle, <laughs> when Nick, when Nick. And Nate got into it. Yep. You was just like, oh, my God, well, how do I get this show back on the rail? He was ready on Wednesday because he yeah. brought props. I brought but on Tuesday, he was not ready. You're exactly right. I was. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to happen because, listen, a little pull back of the curtain here. Nick actually kind of, he, at one point early before the show, he kind of looked at me and said, hey, bring up moral victories. And I was like, okay, uh, like I'll bring it up. And he, I was like, why? And he was like, just trust me, just bring it up. Oh and I was God. like, okay, I feel like something's coming here. And so I brought it up, and of course, insanity ensued, and it went back and forth the rest of the show, and even spilling over into Wednesday. So I was more prepared on Wednesday, but it was it was a blast and, and a ton of fun with, with both those guys, and I'm sure you guys had a ton of fun on your various shows as well. But there's nothing like the Talking Cowboys crew. I'll just tell you that right Right now, there's nothing. We, well, we we appreciate you taking us off of suspension. We recognize that you kicked <laughs> us out of the cool club. I um, mean, you're, you're you're inviting us back, so we're grateful. Is that right? Yeah, off I, the commissioner's exempt list. Thank I, you, Kyle. You're welcome. <laughs> but I, do, I I doubt that's even remotely close to my pay grade. I don't think that's even close to the the amount. No, that no. I, I mean, paid. I mean for. It, Heck and Rob P. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but when we asked why is it that you get to stay, Kyle, you said because I'm the host. I said, oh, excuse me, <laughs> and it, he said it, it with his chest. It let, us, it let us know yeah. where we were in in the pecking order. So the thank you very much. Order. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> if you want, if we want to talk about pecking order, I got a fun one for you to start off the day, and I want to talk about specifically 
a stat that just blows my mind at the moment, and it's the fact that we are now into week 11. So going into week 11 of the 2020 NFL season, the division that the Cowboys are in, the NFC East, has a combined 11 wins. 11 wins going into week 11. Mm. Because of what happened over the bye week, the Cowboys didn't lose, which is great. That's the first win of the bye week. The second win of the bye week is that Washington lost. The third win of the bye week is the fact that the Giants beat the Eagles. And so now you've got, once again, a week where you're going up against a good Minnesota team, but you're still a game and a half out of first place in the NFC East, and it still seems like everyone else is reeling, Rob. Did you get a chance to watch any of those games? What is your thought on the NFC East right now? Because it's just kind of a dumpster fire at the moment. So you're saying there's a chance? There is a chance. <laughs> For as much as people don't want to hear it, there is a chance. I think I think if you're a fan, like it's the battle. I call it the battle of the gyms. You got Jim Carrey who's saying saying there's a chance, and then you got you know the Jim Moore video from back in the day with the Colts, where it's the whole playoffs thing, like playoffs. playoffs seriously, playoffs. Yeah. I think that's the that's what you've got away if you're a fan. And I think if I, you know, if I'm a fan, I'm pulling for my team to always win games and try to get into the playoffs and try to make something of your season. Uh, but I think there's there's obviously a fan segment out there because we see it on Twitter all the time. You know, hashtag Team Tank yep. and all that kind of stuff because they don't see this season ending with a championship because of all the injuries and, and you know, no Dak and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is right there. It was such a weird day, like you said, because they dropped to last place, but in a way they closed the gap just by sitting on their couch. So that's yep. 2020 for you. And that's the 2020 NFC East for you. And actually, Rob is so nice. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Rob is being Rob very is nice. So, he, he is. I mean, and talk about moral victories. That's there we are right there with all of the losses in the NFC East. But Rob came up short as just calling the, the NFC East the complete dumpster fire. And that's what oh, we it's need bad. to go with it. And oh, it's, it's bad. bad. And, and, you know, I had my popcorn ready, getting ready to watch the, the Giants and, and, and Eagles game and had the rug snatched from under me. We'll talk about that about with Chris Beam a little bit later. But I did get a chance to see the game. Uh, Man, the Eagles are. They suck. They are bad. They're as bad as, as we saw them last when we had Ben DiNucci. And, man, if we had had an opportunity to just have any type of uh, put any drives together or anything, like we would have beat those guys easily. That's just my feeling on how bad they are. Uh, but the NFC East is just there. And so every time, you know, we try and get out, they pull us back in. You start <laughs> to see in those little percentages start to add up. And you say to yourself, Oh, my God, we have a chance. And even with all of the injuries that we have, if you just look at the horizon, you it, it clearly yep. there is a pathway to actually getting into the playoffs. Crazy. We said it a long time ago. At least I know I said some. I said it a while back. It doesn't matter how you get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter how ugly it is. But as long as you get in there, everything resets, and you're now in a four-game season. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So it, it can look as ugly as it wants to, but as long as these guys have opportunity, they always have a chance to turn it on and start playing better ball. We've recognized over the past few games, they have been playing better ball, right? Mm-hmm. It's gotten a little bit better. Um, you know, I think that the actual bye week, everybody thinks it came at a good time. I think it came at a bad, bad time, time because they were building better. momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're playing mm-hmm. better. So we'll see how these guys bounce back against another 
great opponent. Uh, but I think, I think, you know, we'll see, man. There's a chance. There's a chance. And that's all we got to ask for in this league. Whether, whether you're, you know, you're, you're freaking nine and nine and oh, or you're two and seven. Doesn't really matter. As long as you got a chance to win your, win your division, that's what the goal is. The first goal that you set forth in it when you go to camp. Now, and I actually gave the division a little bit too much credit. They actually only have 10 combined wins through 10 weeks of the season. So they're oh, averaging they're averaging bad? one is win per week out of four teams. That's pretty darn bad. That's pretty awful. So, yeah. but Isaiah, I wanted to kind of turn that back around on you here. And as a player in a bye week, what is it like coming back from a bye week? Because, I mean, of course, like you said, it kills momentum from one standpoint, but you rest up in other standpoints. And it kind of, you have that balance back and forth. How tough is it to balance, and where does it start from a player's standpoint? Yeah, it really depends um, on on the players. I would imagine with the, with this, hopefully, with the leadership from Mike McCarthy, I would assume that he that he it probably uh, made all his guys aware that he didn't want them to leave town. That that would have been my advice if I was him. I would want guys to stay close. I would want guys, even though it's a bye week, it's a bye week off of your legs and off of your body, um, so much so versus actually just like leaving like we have to be engaged we're, we're in the thick of these things if you're if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're hitting your bye week and you're nine and oh guess what guys go kick it for you know four days go go hang out have a good time come mm-hmm. back be ready to grow but when you're two and seven fellas I need you guys in the facility once a day watching film or at least hop, hopping onto your tablet and watching film and staying engaged because we can't afford at any point in time right now to to, to you know slack off you know, I think that's I think that what you what what you just said, Isaiah, is is right on cue with what this team needs. But at the same time, if coaches having to tell them that, especially where they are, uh, that would kind of be disheartening. You're two and seven. You're you're starting to catch some type of rhythm, but guys have to stay in their playbooks. And you know, my for me over the bye week, I had an opportunity to look over all the games again and just looking at the first quarter of the season mm-hmm. and just seeing how in disarray we were with our whole scheme and. Not Guys, not especially on defense. Guys, just not understanding what was going on. You're still even up until this day seeing guys trying to get lined up, and I think those uh, last minute trying to get aligned is allowing for gaping holes in our defense. Offensively, the offensive line has just not been healthy. So these guys have got to try. Well, can see that if by being healthy, playing together, and just getting better as as a team, it's going to help the second half of this season be a success. Yeah, I didn't go back and watch the games like you did, Heck, but I, I can only imagine the difference <laughs> defensively, like what it looked like compared to the last couple of games because it has been an improvement. Um, to your point, Isaiah, I'd be surprised if anybody left town just because of the COVID stuff. You know, uh, I think that's a message across the league trying to you know, ensure don't leave town, stay, bubble up the best you can mm-hmm. and try to get through this season. And especially with the Cowboys being in that intensive protocol last week as a precaution, the goal – I think is to get back today yes. and, and get back into meetings. And I think we're going to hear from, from Mike McCarthy later this afternoon for his press conference. So we'll see what, kind of where they are. Uh, but that's, that's the whole other dynamic with this season. You know, it's a bye week and probably the best, the only thing you could do or the best thing you can do is just stay home and rest and try to heal up if you've been banged up. Now, we just learned that Heckma did his homework over the bye week. I don't know how much homework we all did. I, I put my phone away. I, I said, I'm not going to get on Twitter. I'm not going to watch a ton of football. I watched the NFC East games, but that was about it. I didn't do any film or anything this past week. But Heckman, when you were going oh, you back. Guys are, you guys are short timers, man. Oh, whatever. Go ahead. Whatever. So, 
Hackman, I do want to ask, though, when you went back and you watched these games, was there specifics that stuck out to you that, that kind of either caught your eye or raised questions in terms of not only the growth, but maybe even decay of some players whenever it comes from week one to week nine of the year? Man, you just had so many problems at the beginning of the season. I mean, if you could just categorize the first four games, it was like an amusement park. You didn't know what you were going to get. Some of the coaching decisions, things like that. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> it was really funny, man, the, the, the punts, the fake punts and just – it was comedy, man, our first four games. And as a Cowboy fans, I'm sure, man, that roller coaster ride is not fun. But then over the next couple of games, it was just disaster. Defensively, guys just couldn't get a line. And with Don Terry Poe, man, it just it never clicked for him. And he was a, a lot of the problems that we were having in the middle of our defense, him mm-hmm. just getting dug out of there. Uh, and that's why those running those teams could just run on us at will. You know, they're just safety-wise. I know we started off the season talking about what we needed, bringing guys in from off the street. Safety-wise, man, we we don't have a lot. I mean, Xavier Woods, you know, bless his heart. I think he's playing to the best of his potential. But it's just he's he's leaving a lot to be desired at the safety position. And we just haven't found that balance there. Uh, there are a lot of guys that need to be looked at. And I mean, a lot of guys that are still on the roster that we need to talk about and, mm-hmm. and see if they're going to be here next year because <laughs> we're not getting effort out of guys that we're actually paying uh, big, good money uh, to be here. So those are the things that I want to see over the second half of the season, just how those guys start to perform. Well, whenever it comes to the the players that are going to be here next year, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but now, of course, with especially the the defense, and we saw the subtra- or the addition via subtraction with with Dontari Poe, and we've seen a little bit of a shift in the thinking of the interior of that defensive line over the last two weeks, but also in the secondary, there's guys playing for their jobs, and I think Isaiah said this last week where it came to the point of Trayvon Diggs is now out for four to six weeks with his ankle injury or his foot injury. Now you're starting to find out who's going to play alongside Trayvon Diggs next year in the secondary, whether it's the safety position or the corner opposite of them. Anthony Brown's the only one that's under contract past this season. So we've got a lot to talk about when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. We're actually going to address some of those issues and address some of those players back and forth in a game I like to call Groove On or Move On. We're going to take some of these guys that are contract players and we're going to play GM on whether or not we want them to be back based on the first part of the season when we return here on Talking Cowboys. (laughs) There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. 
Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. It's the second segment here of Talkin' Cowboys here on this beautiful Monday morning from Frisco. Kyle Yeomans, Heckma Harrison, the great Rob Phillips, and our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback. Glad you're with us here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And, man, it's uh, it, like I said earlier, it's very, very good to be back with you boys and talking some Cowboys football after the bye week. Hope everybody had a nice and rested bye week and they're ready to get after it this week as the Minnesota Vikings are up next on the schedule. So I teased this going into the break, but there's a couple of players, to say the least, probably not as much as last year. I think last year we saw more roster turnover, or at least potential roster turnover, than we are going to see this offseason. But I kind of wanted to get your uh, gauge your, your feelings on some guys uh, through the first half of the season, or at least up until the bye week, over half of the season now. And I wanted to hear whether or not you would keep these guys around if you were the GM. We're calling it groove on or move on in terms of the players that you have uh, to deal with. And I've got one of two ways we can do this, and I'll let you guys decide this on air. We could either pick a specific player and debate about it for each person, or I could run down the list of available, or I guess unrestricted free agents going into the 2021 offseason. Which one? Throw do you it out there, do? Kyle. You want me to throw it out there? Throw and it out we'll there, talk Kyle. about them. Yeah. yeah. Throw it out okay. There. So right. this is this is if the money is right, do we even want them on our team? Is ultimately what we're going to talk about here in terms of these guys moving into 2021. And Rob, you said it last week. Very well, I thought, based off of what Stephen Jones said and based off of what Jerry said and basically running it back from a Cowboys perspective. And we're going to try and figure out who we're going to run it back with. I'm going to start on the offensive line. Joe Looney. You think Joe Looney could be a valuable piece to this franchise moving forward at the center position? He is an unrestricted free agent. We'll start with you, Isaiah. I'm keeping him only if he's willing to move to guard. You're still on that guard. I'm on. I'm on if he's playing guard. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm. I'm moving on, and, and I'm moving on because I want to develop McGovern. I think he gave you a little bit of something, a glimpse. Uh, and Biotis is, you know, we we know what we're getting with Biotis. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's the next guy up, and he's a long lineage of. Uh, great centers and offensive linemen that are coming from Wisconsin. So I'm all in. Rob? I, I'm, I'm grooving on Joe Jumbo. I think uh, – now, Isaiah, are you saying, like, maybe because you'd like to move one of the guards out to tackle potentially? 
like a Connor Williams? Is that kind of are you thinking, or just in terms of he? That's a better spot for Joe. Is the I guard. think it's a better spot for him. Yeah. I don't think Connor Williams is our is our guard. I don't mm. think he can do that. So yeah, I like I like mm. Looney at guard. I mean, obviously, give him a whole offseason of working at it. I like his size. I like his experience there. You put him on, you know, him, uh, you know, next to Biotis. I, I like that combination there. I like him in his role that he's going to be in. Well, I, he would have been in if if, if Tyler Biotis had gotten healthy. hurt. Yeah. yeah, where he's he's your backup center, and like Isaiah said, he could help you really either guard spot. Um, he hasn't played guard in a while, really, but but I think that's the kind of valuable veteran depth. You know, like you said, Kyle, depending on the price, mm-hmm. that I think can help your offensive line for sure moving forward. And I think you're going to be able to get him back for a reasonable contract. I think it's definitely doable to get Joe Looney back, but I agree. It needs to be a depth piece. If he's coming back to be a starter, then that means something's yeah. wrong on your offensive line. That means either you you had somebody leave that you weren't expecting to leave or you didn't necessarily get the draft pick you wanted. So I think ultimately if Joe Looney's coming back to be a starter – you're in a little bit of trouble. Okay, so moving on. There's not a ton of unrestricted free agents that I don't see, or that I that I see on the offensive side of the football. Or Cam Irving's another one, but we'll we'll leave that where it's at. But let's go to let's go to the defensive side, and this is where the majority of them are. We're gonna start with Tyrone Crawford, Heckma. This is a guy who's been around forever. Are you moving on or grooving on? Man, and this is tough for me to say because I like Tyrone, man. He's he's given us a lot. He's been a leader uh, on and off the field, but I'm moving on. Um, I think in the new scheme, he doesn't fit. I, I just He's not able to make the plays, or, it, or I don't know how healthy he is from the hip surgery also. Uh, so all things be, being considered, I think for the money that we're paying him, uh, we, could, we could get more out of that position, so I'm moving on. Rob? Yeah, I mean, we'll. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a situation for Tyrone where we'll see where he's at after the season because I know, like Heckman mentioned it, the double hip surgery was something I think he had to weigh whether he wanted to fight through that, you know. And I think he talked to us earlier in the season about how, you know, it's been a battle trying to battle through this, and he hasn't been on the injury report, he hasn't been limited mm-hmm. going through, but you know, we'll see. You know, at his age and the injuries he's had, you know, he's got to make a decision too on on whether where he's at in his career going forward. I did, I did think he gave him something uh, in the pass rush last week in, mm-hmm. that, in that kind of – they had a four-man line where he's rushing from the in spot, and they had – I think they had Tank and Alden inside. Yep. So th- and with Gregory on the other spot outside, that, that, that's, that's a package that's working for him. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how these last seven games go. I think they better call Tyrone. <laughs> what are they going to do with him? <laughs> and tell him to go get his stuff. He going to oh, get him up out of here. <laughs> uh, man. I th- yeah, he's making, he's making a lot of money, man. He's making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I think you, I think you got some young, some young goons out there that want to play some ball. And, you know, plus you got the draft. So I, I think you just got to move on for it. You tell him thank you, pat him on the butt like Jason Garrett, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I didn't tell him go on and wrap up his career, man. But he's, 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 done, he's done well for the organization. I know everybody's grateful for it, but it's time to shut it down, player. So and, and he's making nine, <laughs> $9.1 million at the moment. He's already, he's already 30-plus years old. And, and I wanted to ask the question, though, does it make a big difference – the fact that he has been playing better over the last couple games. Because I, I don't even think it was just this past week. I thought he played maybe his best two games of the year in a row. He played against Philly decently well, and then he figured out 
how to play better than that game against Pittsburgh in Week Nine. So, does it change your yeah. mind at I'm all, not, Isaiah? I'm not, no, I'm not moving on because of his his lack of um, you know production. Okay. I'm moving on just simply because it's just time to move on. You know, he's he's been through a lot and. You know, it's, it's, it's like the stock market, right? You're riding it high. You know, at some point in time, it's going to drop. So okay. you want to you shake it before it drops. Man, I will say he's been he, – he's one of my favorite guys, not just awesome. on, in the locker room, but also he's – I know he's made a lot of money, but he has done a, a job that is not recognized enough over the years in terms of like – He's had to play wherever he's needed. You know, he's never yep. really been able yeah. to settle in one spot, and I and and that's that's a credit to him for being willing to play. Hey, I'm kind of slimmed down for this position, maybe on the edge, but they need me inside. Okay, I'm going to take a pounding in there. You know, he's kind of doing. He's you know he's always been the good soldier. You know, I like that, and I think that's something that's undervalued with Tyrone Crawford as a whole, and it's been that way throughout his career. But I'm going to move to a spot next to Tyrone, and and. You just mentioned the stock market, Isaiah. You mentioned selling high, mm. buying low. You want to make sure and kind of ride mm-hmm. that start stock market market wave. Where's the stock for Alden Smith at the moment in terms of move on or groove on? Are you going to buy high on him? Oh, we grooving. Uh, I'm oh, you're grooving no matter what. <laughs> I'm grooving for a nice little two year contract. Give me, give me, give me Alden Smith for two years, please. Okay. Heck yeah, that's a no-brainer. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm grooving uh, with Alden Smith, man. He is. He's given us every. And you talk about a guy that four and a half years of not playing football that has come back and given us everything. And that's been Alden Smith, man. So I'm definitely grooving. I'm grooving depending on the price. I keep mm-hmm. saying that, but it, I mean, I'm just thinking about uh, Robert Quinn last year, and you know, the market for him was really high, higher than maybe the Cowboys. Definitely higher than the Cowboys had hoped. And yeah, Alden's been off, he got off to a really hot start, and I think he still leads them in sacks. I think they wouldn't have traded, they would they wouldn't have resisted trade offers if they didn't hope to get him back uh, in the mm-hmm. offseason. But I do wonder, you know, they're going to be up against it with the cap, and they've got other decisions to make. We'll get into it. So if it gets into a bidding war potentially, if he hits the market first, then I, they might have to move on. But What's your I, price, Rob P? What's your price? What are you willing to pay him? Well, I'm with you. I mean, if it's like a two year deal, and it's it's. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the signing bonus would be. You know, if he if it's a deal like Robert Quinn where he's getting, you know, 10, 12 million bucks Crazy. a year, I, I just don't know if you can do that, you know. But um, so, so you're willing to pay Crawford nine a year but not Alden Smith nine a year? Well, Crawford's not going to be. He's, he's not going to make that nine a year That's a again. renegotiating thing. Yeah, yeah he, there's I mean, no way he makes that, that nine. Would, he's not, it's not going to be the same salary. Just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. Remind I know me, you're going. <laughs> remind me never, never to go shopping with Rob. It's like, man, that would be really cool, but for the price, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. You know, know what it is? It's it's all these damn years with Mickey on the podcast because it's <laughs> like everything. It's like, well, how much is it going to be? What's the pr- you know, how much does it cost? How much you know? does it actually cost? It's like it, shopping with your dad. There's a reason yeah. that no, that Kyle, is not wanted so. Kyle. <laughs> Right, to, to, right. be, to be honest with you, you should probably go shopping with Rob, man. It'd probably help your style out. That's Ooh. probably true. You're probably right. Rob's got more hey, drip than the, I He's have. got the drip today. Look at that jacket. Look at this jacket. It's the Cowboys Pro Shop. Heckman's just jealous because I can actually unbutton one of my, my top buttons on my polo. And oh, the chest oh, my God. A little bit. Oh. What? Oh, Lord. <laughs> 
So moving on before we we continue on this. So before we keep going here, this is a restricted free agent. How about Antoine Woods, Heckma? Would you keep Antoine around? This is tough. Hang on a second. Hang on this a second. Speaking of, like, that's how, speed of that's restricted. <laughs> Damn. That's how I know y'all are friends. Because, like, I, we have not been doing this show long enough. Oh, God. Besides y'all's friendship outside of this show. Oh, that man. was cold. I love oh, Heckma. That's Dang. Let, let him... Let him live, man. Yeah, I mean, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Antoine Woods, you were asking Antoine me about Woods, Antoine Woods. He's a restricted free agent, so money at this point is you not really what? an option. Or I guess it's not you a know, problem. I've, I've been – I really have been up and down on Antoine Woods. But after Terry Poe leaving and just seeing the way that he's filled in, um, I think there's something to be said about the job that he's doing. And also just look, man, the, the micro, we're going to be looking at him for the next seven games. So let's see how he performs. And, man, I was really, you know, protecting the star, what he did with Juju, letting him know, hey, don't you walk to that star. He's probably one of my favorites right there right, right now. So, I mean, it'd be hard to, to say anything bad about Antoine Woods. You know, and I'm glad you brought so that I'm up. Grooving. I'm glad you brought yeah. that up, Heckman. Does that change a lot of what you thought about Antoine Woods specifically as a player? The fact that you know he's thinking about that and he, he wants to be here. And it, 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 that's exactly what we've kind of been calling for on this defense. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, man. When you going back and looking at the other games, I mean, guys have definitely been trying to shame us and bully us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, the Pittsburgh Steelers were just trying to continue that. And finally, you see a game where guys are just saying, nah, this is just not going to happen. And it's damn sure not going to happen at AT&T Stadium. So, mm-hmm. you know, just taking pride in what you do and taking pride in your football team is one. So, I mean, that just lets me know that Antoine Woods is all in on making sure that he protects the brand. And that's you know, the Cowboys. So I'm with him. Man, he's from the West Coast. You know he's about that life, heck. So he wasn't going to let that happen. But I, I, <laughs> right. I'm going to ride with him because we got him for a discounted double check right now. So yeah. I think we can I think we can bring him back. Yeah, I agree. Mike Nolan said uh, last week that he's becoming – he's kind of emerged as a leader for those guys inside, you know. Uh, what he's trying to, you know, patch together this defensive line interior-wise – with some of the injuries they've had and obviously moving on from Poe. So I would say, yeah, I talked to him in the offseason. I know he dealt with some injuries last year, had the knee, had a hip deal, and that was kind of frustrating for him. But he, I think he's come in and he's helped. He's given him something, especially those last two weeks. I think that's, that's a huge credit to Antoine, not only the protecting of the star, because I thought that was fantastic, and Nick Eatman wrote a really nice piece about it on DallasCowboys.com as well. And also not to mention, Juju was his college teammate. I mean, they both were USC guys, and they were teammates at USC. And so not only did he say, okay, throw the college allegiance aside, I'm still protecting the star here. I thought that was really cool. But also not to mention, when we were at training camp, Rob, it almost looked like Antoine Woods was the odd man out in terms of the interior of the defensive line whenever we had Poe come in and you had Gerald McCoy come in, and it looked Mm -hmm. like they were building something new. It almost looked as if – Woods was going to be the last man standing, or at least the, the last man in, in the line, yeah. because you wanted to keep Tristan Hill, you wanted to keep Neville Gallimore, and then where's, where's Antoine Woods? Well, he not only stuck around, but he's played better and he's continued to improve, and like you said a moment ago, he stepped up as a leader. Yeah, I, I would groove on with him 100%. I think he's somebody that's a little, like kind of what we said earlier, a little underrated in terms of what he does and what he brings, but it's something this defense absolutely needs in the middle of it. You know, for sure. 
the other thing with him is he was an exclusive rights free agent and he didn't sign his tender until right before training yep. camp i yep. think and and i you know he wanted it he wanted an extension he, he, he has said that and and he didn't get it and i think he's pretty motivated by it so we'll see what they do in the offseason i mean when they're at full strength obviously uh, they're they're excited about Tristan Hill. They're excited about Neville Gallimore. But mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be rotation in there, uh, and uh, you know a spot for a rotation next year. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's move on to the secondary, and these are three of the bigger bigger unrestricted free agent Uh-oh. names coming up in this offseason. We're going to start at the corner spot. Jordan Lewis. What have you guys thought about him this year? Would you move on or groove on, Rob? Man, I lo- this is tough. I, I love Jordan. Man, mm-hmm. he's. Um, I would I would say I'm going to cop out. I'm going to say we're, we're going to find out the last seven games. And I and I mm. will say when you're talking about a trio of DBs that are the, the 17 draft pick guys that are all up, yep. Cheeto, uh, Xavier, and Jordan. I don't expect all three to be back. I mean, I think they're going to make some changes, um, but we'll see. I mean, I, they haven't made enough plays on the ball this year. Let's let's be honest. I mean, I think going forward they've got to be able to get more of that ball hawking at the cornerback position, kind of what we've seen Trayvon Diggs do a little bit. Yeah. So um, I do think in his role as a, as a slot guy, and he's going to get to play more now, uh, we'll see. But they, they've got to be able to be more active, uh, getting hands on balls, being more uh, productive in that regard. Isaiah, yeah, the spotlight, the, the spotlight, the spotlight's going to be on Jay Lou and uh, Awuzie, and so these guys are going to have to make some plays because they they came into this this year knowing uh, that they had to have big years. I've been disappointed in Jay Lou, man. I, I think that he's given up a lot, even when he was playing in, in the interior. Um, it, it, he just gave, he's just given up a lot of plays. So um, I'm, I'm moving on. It's tough to say, but I'm moving on. Isaiah? Mm. I like J. Lou, man. I like his fight. I like his fight, but at $133,000 a game, mm. I got I to gotta roll on. Mm. Okay, so. He broke that, broke that man down. Kind of going. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> broke that contract down pretty quick, didn't he? How about that math? That's the U dub. That's U dub coming out, the quick math. Uh, I have a large computer screen. I can multitask. There you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you got Spo track up there. <laughs> now, Rob, I kind of want to go based off of what you were saying a moment ago, and, and it actually adds to what Heckma said, too. But you, you talked about playing plays on the ball. And with Jordan Lewis, this is a guy who, yeah. at least the last couple years, has been the big play guy. Multi-sacks, multi-interceptions. He's always been around the ball, even in limited snaps. Well, this is the first year he's really had an abundance of snaps, or at least it seems like he's had a, an abundance of snaps, but we haven't seen that same sort of production. You mentioned Trayvon Diggs, and with him now being out, is it up to Jordan Lewis to be that ball-hawking type of player and somebody that's going to have to not only make interceptions but have a, have find a way to, to get a sack or two in the last couple games of the year? Oh, absolutely. But that's why I've said I think, I think this last seven games is a really important evaluation. If your defense can continue doing what they've done mm-hmm. uh, the last couple weeks where you're, you're playing complimentary, you're getting a push up front, your linebackers are playing a little better. Uh, I think you're going to see opportunities for the corners to play better too, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think I think they've just been on their heels the entire year. Yeah. You know, uh, they've been playing from behind, and and so 
Um, the play action comes into into play and all those things. So I think, yeah, but to answer your question, absolutely. I mean, they, they need they need more of that from their DBs. And, I, you know, Trayvon, despite his mistakes, and we've talked about that, that's got to improve. Yeah. <laughs> but some, some of his strengths, I think, are exactly what they're looking for from the cornerback position moving forward. Hackman? No, I mean, it's, that's just where it is with J. Lou. I mean, there's... There's so much to be desired from our secondary period. Defensive line-wise, I mean, if we could get more push and more pressure, that would sure make the job a lot easier on our corners uh, as well. It's just a lot of these guys have just been the usual suspects behind some of these big plays that you see. And so, I mean, we give terms all the time like ball hawk, but if Mm -hmm. you're not a ball hawk, then let's just move on from the title and call you what you are. You know, you're a reserve fill-in guy. And we need for this young defense – we, for this young defense, we need guys that are ball hawks and guys that want to make plays, and we haven't been getting it. So I don't want to say, well, you did good in the past, but you're not doing it. You know, look, man, you're only as good as your last hit, brother. Mm. That was harsh. No, it wasn't. I thought that was <laughs> nice. It's the season of giving, Heckma. It is. Uh, is that why Isaiah is so, is so, so quiet uh, and reserved today? That. Are you just in the Christmas spirit already? <laughs> He's you know not. You know, it's another week. It's another opportunity. You know, I'm renewed. I'm refreshed. That opportunity to, to, to you know, to simmer down from the last week's, uh, you know, the, the week oh game before. The yes. comments, the post-game comments. I had opportunity to woosah. Oh, yeah, no. woosah, and I'm good now. Oh, no. um, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're going to go to How do we skip over the linebackers? Uh, well, there's just a couple of them. We might get to them here in a minute. I'm going to finish this up. I got to take a break. We got to go. Got to take a break. When we come back, we'll hit the last two secondary guys. We'll probably do the linebackers tomorrow on uh, on fans on the 50 at some point tomorrow. So when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, Xavier Woods, Cheeto Awuzie, we haven't addressed them. Move on or groove on when we come back right after this. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys. The crew's back at it again. Heckma Harrison. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans, each of these three guys. So glad to have them back here on Talking Cowboys. Each of them, in their own rights, are cornerstones to this show. And I just, I, I know they all bring the fire whenever it comes to everything, every effort, every piece of. Yeah, Damn they're all it. cornerstones. What? What? Damn it. What, Isaiah? What? It? what? What do you want? I just your 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 vocabulary today. I mean, is I just it? haven't heard you use that term before. The cornerstone. Just, that is new. It's a good. It's intriguing. a good term. Yeah. I like it. It's usually spot on when I say it that way. I'm surprised you're upset about mm. it. I wonder why. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so with that being said, let's move on to the uh, the secondary and just talk about the secondary and not talk about the linebackers wow. that could potentially not be on this team in 2021. So let's go to Xavier Woods. Heckma, you brought him up earlier, so I'm going to have you start it as well. But you talked about it whenever you went back and looked at the film. Xavier Woods stuck out as a as a big negative in terms of being just one of those neutral players that you, you needed yeah. to have something from. Yeah, I'm moving on quick. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to call it a, a career here. Uh, if, that, if it were me, it's like mm-hmm. if, if, if Heckma was yeah, the playing GM, GM, right? So, uh, yeah, playing GM. Yeah, we're moving on. I mean, it's just... Look, man, it's so many plays. I mean, just missed tackles, bad coverage, not really breaking on balls well at all for a safety. Being it, you know, I guess you want to blame it on the scheme a lot of times, and I'm sure that may have been a quarter of it. But, I mean, the majority of it is just missing assignments and, and, and missing tackles and just not making being able to make a play on ball. So I'm moving on. Rob? Yeah, no, I think so. I think there, there are some things he does well, or we've seen him do well recently. He'll come up in the box and he'll make some tackles and 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 be physical that way. Um, but you know, I, I think we've talked about safety all year long, and I think you know, Diamond Wilson has showed them something. I think in a rotation on the other at the other spot. But to me, that's going to be a spot in the draft where you look at and say, can we find somebody that. Uh, can really be a difference at one of those two spots. Be a difference maker. Be a guy that can, you know, you know, affect things matchup wise, and, and maybe play linebacker a little bit. Do those kind of things. So they don't. They haven't had that. And maybe they. Maybe that's something they got to find in the off season. Isaiah, I'm going with the X on Xavier. We got to get him up out of here. Uh, I like his effort, man. One thing you always gonna get from Xavier is effort, right? Um, Every play, even when he says that. Every play, uh, no, I, I, you, you got to move on, man. That's a position that we've been talking about for a very long time. I think that you need to obviously get some young guys and develop them. <clears throat> Reggie Robinson, haven't seen him, mm-hmm. um, but then you also got to get a veteran, a proven veteran in there, a proven veteran uh, to to kind of be, you know, the big, the big, the big dog back there to kind of lead these guys and show them the way, like the Mandalorian. So I think I think that you know they need that going into this offseason. But but as far as Xavier Woods, I think his his first initial uh, kind of gives us everything we need. Do you have something to add to that, Heckma? <laughs> no, Mandalorian, I love he it. Got the, he got the Mandalorian. He's brought out Erica Badu. We call him Tyrone. <laughs> I mean, this guy's good. I just just 
The floor is yours, Isaiah. I got nothing, man. You got it, though. The, I, I've never met somebody that's so quick and witty with his random references as Isaiah is on not only this show, but he. that's the thing. Like, for all of you listening, like, you might think he only has these ready for the show where it's the Jansport backpack and it's the Mandalorian and it's the, no, this is in the life. No, this is how he talks on a normal basis. Like, we're just walking yeah. down the hall to go get coffee, and it's like, oh, Isaiah just came up with a super witty reference. I just wanted to throw that out there. It is. It's it's fantastic, and that's it one is. of the reasons why it's we love true. you. No, it's true. His head, his head is no. full of sayings from '90s sitcoms. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, no. you remind you remind me of my friends growing up. We're like we talk in movie quotes, basically. Yes, like exactly. we're quoting like Adam Sandler movies and stuff. Like that's what that's what we still do to this day. I love it. Okay, love it. final guy, move on or groove on today, and then we'll wrap things up here on Talking Cowboys. But Cheeto Awuzie, I'm grooving on with Cheeto, and I know that he's had injuries throughout the year, and it's kind of tough, and I know there's probably a lot that plays into that, Isaiah, but ultimately this is still somebody I want to see with Trayvon Diggs in the future, and I want to have that back and forth. You can go out and draft another corner, and I, I actually advise going out and drafting another corner, but I still want Cheeto to be a part of the puzzle. I'm 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 gonna I'm go ahead and ride on it. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bend the block. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with him. Um, simply because you know I think we can get it for a good price. If we got him right now for a good price, I think he's a competitor. He's had he's had his injuries, but who hasn't on this team already? And uh, you know I think I think he's a really good competitor. I don't think anybody's ever questioned his effort. I don't think anybody's ever questioned any aspect of what he does. Uh, simply about the aside from the fact that he just has to continue to get better, but as everybody else does. So I'm, I'm gonna ride with him. I'm, I'm gonna let him go ahead and, and compete. I'm I think shocked. he's. I'm thinking he's probably the only guy that you're probably sound with, aside from you know developing digs. That's the only guy that you feel good about. You mm-hmm. know, and when he's out there, you feel you feel you feel a lot better. You know, when you have you know Jordan Lewis or when you have you know any of these other guys out there, you don't feel as secure. Right. I think that's a testament, regardless of how bad your team is. He's still one of the, what, 100 defensive backs in this league, right? So you got to respect him somehow. Uh, but yeah, I'm riding with him. Heckman? I'm moving. Yeah, I'm moving. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm moving on. And I think, wow. you know, really just for him, I think he's a guy that may benefit from a fresh start, some start somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just. I, I hadn't seen it. I don't think we're ever going to get it. And it's like wishing for something that is just not going to happen. I'm not going to get myself in trouble with Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy again. But what I want to say is that we, we, we could do better. We could do better in free agency uh, with, with another guy. I just, you know, I, I just don't think that he's going to be a part of our plans in the future. I would have Heck, said before this season. Go ahead. Go ahead, Isaiah. No, I was going to say Heckman did not get a peppermint on his desk today because I can tell he's a little, he's a little angry at some of these guys. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's ready. He didn't have the apple. He didn't have the honeycrisp uh, apple. He did not get the honeycrisp. <laughs> no smelly stickers for that. I'm grooving, I guess. I, I would have said before the season, probably no, just because I, I, the market could turn out to where it's just not something you'd want to spend the money to resign. Mm-hmm. But he's been out for half the year, most of the year. So, you know, there may be a way financially to bring him back. And, um, and I kind of think Xavier's the same boat. Like, I just think, you know, depending on what's out there to bring guys back and compete for a spot in a rotation, I think that makes sense. But as far as, like, cornerstones go, I think when you're look, talking about both these positions, Cowboys need to be looking – uh, in the draft and looking in the free agency to kind of see, you know, how can we get better? How can we create more competition at this posi- these two positions? Because, um, you know, for most of the year, it just hasn't been there pro- productivity-wise. Yeah. 
It's been that way for the last couple years, if we're being honest. There's that word again. Yeah, cornerstone. <laughs> well, that's going to do it here Stop for Talking it. Cowboys. We're going to end it on that note from Isaiah in the bottom left-hand corner, just smirking his way into the, the final couple segments, sec, seconds of the show. But like we just talked about, I mean, whenever it comes to the secondary – there's question marks, like there has been in the past, and, and it's going to continue to be that way. The next couple weeks in the last seven games of the year is going to tell a whole lot on how this team is going to look heading into 2021, and there's a lot of tryouts being had for the rest of the year, and players are going to have to step it up and continue playing better like we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But that's going to do it for us, for Chris Beam in the back, for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad to have you back here after the bye week, we'll be back tomorrow, 9.30. It's fans on the 50 Tuesday. We'll see you then here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?